with your extra. Just your extra. Think, think, think about going into a restaurant and, you, and you're talking to the, the server, whether it be a man or a woman, and they got a challenge going on, and you find out they're a single mother or a single father or whatever. They just had an issue in their life or their cars broke down and they can't make their house payment. And think, think about that. And you're sitting there thinking, praise God. Amen. Amen. And before and before you leave, you know they 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 bring you the bring you the the ticket and you you sign it and give them your card and sign it. But then you reach in your pocket and 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 you leave a thousand dollars on the bill and say, "Here, this will take care of your house note." Woo! Amen. And you just had that there in your jeans. That was just you walking around money. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And you might not have it in your pocket, but you can just, you can just leave the tip on your card. Yeah. Yeah. See, that excites me. That excites me. Because that, that's God's mindset. You know, here's, here's where so many people have the mindset. I, I don't know why people do this, but they do it. Somebody came to our church. And, uh, and, and I saw them, and I tried to get to the front door to find out what they were doing, but they got out before I could, could, could get there. And I was back here one day, and, and they got up and popped the hatch on their car and brought a big box of food and put it on the front stoop out here. Hallelujah. Well, you know, I'm thinking, I don't know what this is all about, but I brought it in. Well, Kim, I think it was Kim that went, went through that box. It was all out of date. It was all expired. Every bit of the food was expired. They wanted to give expired food to folks. That's how people think. If you feed the poor, give them your rejects. How about really bless them? Amen. Oh, glory. Pastor Michelle and I were in a, a restaurant one time. We have a uh, a restaurant we like to go to uh, when uh, we're in Kansas. And we were there, and, and, and it was during the summer. And uh, it was, it, the reason I use, say that is because uh, uh, the girl that was serving us, it was noticeable. She had on really long sleeves. And, you know, uh, in, uh, in that part of uh, Kansas, it's just like here in, in Arkansas. I mean, uh, people say, well, you know, uh, uh, how's the humidity treating you here in Arkansas? Well, it's no different than where I lived for 25 years. I mean, it's very humid there. And uh, uh, so it was about 95 degrees in the shade. And she had on a shirt up to here and sleeves down to here. Well, you know, something's not right there. And she was serving us. And when she, when she reached across the table, I could, see, I could see the fresh cut marks on her arm, all the way up her, her arm. And I could just sense this, this grief about her. Amen. And uh, so she served us. She was a good server. But I could just sense. It just looked like she was almost ready to cry every time she would talk to you. And so we were, uh, we were getting ready to, to go and, and, and sign in the check. And, and uh, uh, as I was doing that, the Lord, said, the Lord said to me, I believe it was, he said, leave her a $150 tip. $200, that's what it was. I said, okay. And I told my wife, the Lord told me to leave a $200 tip. She said, okay, praise God. 
And, and the girl came, and when she came, I, uh, I signed the ticket, and then I reached in my pocket, and I got the money, and I said, I said, dear, uh, I don't know that you'll understand this, but the, the, you know, the Lord asked me to do this. I want to bless you with this for your service. And she looked at that money, and God is my witness. She started crying. Big tears started coming down her eyes. She said, I prayed this morning and asked God to help me with this need, and you just met my need. Amen. That's why you want supply. That's why you want supply. Brother Copeland said he was at a, at a, at a, at a it's actually a birthday party for a, a, a man one time, a, a minister. And the Lord said to him, he walked in that birthday party. The man was believing for a certain plane. And the Lord said to Brother Copeland, I want you to give him the money for his plane. And he said, well, Lord, I'll do it, but I'd like to ask you a question. He said, uh, there are people in here that could buy that plane out of their pocket money. He said, why are you asking me? And the Lord said, because I knew you would. See, we use this phrase and it kind of becomes churchy. If God can get it through you, he'll get it to you. And people will say that, but then when God gets it to them, it never goes through them. You don't, want, you don't want to be a closed-in pipe. You're not a reservoir. You're a channel. And, and people will say, well, you know, how will that ever build up? It's the headwaters of the Mississippi start with a, a stream that's 20 feet wide. But at, at places, it's four miles wide. Three miles wide. Well, here's, here's the point. If God, God might start, you see, it's your mindset. God might start giving you an extra $100 a week. What are you going to do with it? Amen. See, when extra comes into my life, the first question I ask is, what do I do with this? Is, is this mine or is it somebody else's? And when it hits my hand, I know, okay, is this mine or is it somebody else's? Hallelujah. Because he got it to me. Yeah. Now does it need to go through me? Yeah. Or do I get to keep it? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yes, and, but here's the point. As, as he gets that little bit through you, he starts sending more to you. Yeah. And he starts sending more to you. And he starts sending more to you. Amen. God doesn't just meet our needs. He'll provide as much as we want. They were full and there was excess. Not just enough. More than enough. More than enough. Look, look, notice in Luke 5. Luke chapter 5. I hope I'm helping you tonight. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. You know, I try, I try really hard. To, how, how do I want to say this? To not be ostentatious, not be showy with, with what the goodness of God. Amen. But you know, you just can't help it. God's good. Amen. I was, I was talking to my wife. We were making out our checks for the night of giving. Every year we have. In the night of giving, in faith explosion, in one offering, $15,929 came in. 
And that all went towards the Project 2414. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 But we were making out our checks for the night of giving. And uh, she had made out her check, and, and I was making out my check. And I just started rejoicing. I just started rejoicing. And I, and I started shouting. I said, God, there was a time. There was a time that I, I, I just wanted to give $5 in an offering. Lord, there were times, you know there were times, they would give me the envelope, and I would put the envelope in the offering. That's all I had. And pe- people, say, people say, well, how's, they gave me the envelope. It was mine. Hallelujah. I often wondered what they did when they were counting the offering. What's this empty envelope? It's what I had. Amen. Hallelujah. When Pastor Michelle started giving, you could hear her giving. It was the loudest giving in the church. She was a server. That's what she did for a living. She was a server at a place called Old Charlie's. All her tips were in, in, in change. And so she'd keep all of her change in a bag and come to church, and her tithe was nickels, dimes, and quarters. And you'd hear it. Hallelujah. Let's just say, she's not pouring nickels, dimes, and quarters in the offering no more. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. God's given us two thriving churches. A publishing business of our own. Hallelujah. Publishing books for people that we admire. We've had the ability to publish our pastor's books. The people that changed our life, God is now helping us sow seed into their life. When God can get it to you, He'll get it through you. I was just rejoicing. I was alone, but I was rejoicing. I literally raised my hands and started shouting at the top of my voice, Lord, thank you. There was a time I could not have even dreamed of putting this amount of money in the ministry, but you, you provided for me. It's not, it's not about what you gave. It's not, it's not being bragging. It's not, that's not the point. The point is if God can get supply through you, he'll get supply to you. Am I helping you? Amen. Hallelujah. I've had people say, but pastor, you just don't understand. No, no, let me tell you what you don't understand. When I got a hold of the word on finances, I had filed bankruptcy. I was broke. I had nothing. I had nothing. I had no way to rebuild my life according to the world system. I wasn't sinful. I had not gotten into sinful practices. I didn't have any knowledge about money. I ruined myself financially. Amen. But I got a hold, first of all, of the principles of the Word of God. I will never forget listening to a series by Rod Parsley called 10 Golden Keys to Abundance. Changed my life. Revolutionized my life. Amen. I didn't have anything. But we saved up the money to buy that series. And man, God was able to show me things in that series that, that I needed to know to change my life. I, I didn't start. I didn't start one rung up from the ladder. There was no ladder. The ladder had been tore down. I was below ground. I was less than nothing. We, Pastor Michelle and I got married, and, and we went to open our checking account, and, and literally, you ask her, when they pulled up my credit, they laughed. They laughed. It's humorous now. It's painful then. Amen. For years, for years, I could not have my name 
on the top on a checking account. Because, you know, if you got a checking account, the one that's on the top is the main signer. I mean, it doesn't really mean that much, but it meant something to me because it meant I can't get an account. The library system in Kansas City pulls up your credit to determine if you can get a, cre- a, a library card. I couldn't get a library card. So I don't know where you were at, but I had such bad credit I couldn't even get a, I couldn't qualify for a free library card. Amen. So I, I was borrowing books on her name. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But you know, you look at our checking account today, my name's on top. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When God brought us out of debt, it was the the most freeing day of our life. But but I'm trying to explain something to you. So I didn't start at the top. If you're struggling financially in here tonight, I know where you are at. I have been there. I've lost everything. I've had them repossess my car. I've had them take things away from me. I've watched them tow my car off. Amen. I mean, I came in from work and it was there. And by the time I got cleaned up and got ready to go, it was gone. That's sneaky. Are you following me? Now notice this, Luke 5. Did you find that? Luke 5 and verse 4. Now when he left speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down the nets for a draught. And Simon answered and said, Lord, Master, we have toiled all night, taken nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and their net break. And they beckoned unto their partners that were in the ship that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships so that they began to sink. Notice this. Both boats were filled. Both boats. The, the, their boats were so full that they both began to sink. That's important. Peter went from working all night and catching to nothing to two boats full and sinking through supernatural supply. Working all night and getting nothing to two boats full and sinking. You can't can't get much more than that. Amen. See, that's how quick it can happen. I, I would think this changed his thinking. The Bible doesn't say, but I believe it would. Now, I've heard people over the years testify, well, you know, if God ever did it once, He'll do it again. Well, that's true, and and I believe that. But you've got to change your thinking from just waiting on God doing something to moving into what God's doing. Hallelujah. John 21. John chapter 21. Hallelujah. The Bible says that we are to be the lender and not the borrower. It says above only. That that is so, you know, I never really understood that completely until I heard 
a minister that was preaching a message in, in Spanish, and he was preaching on that passage, and he used this phrase, encima solamente, and then it hit me. Wait a minute. I'm supposed to be only above. That's what it says. You shall be above only and not beneath. You'll be the head and not the tail. You will lend unto many nations and you will not borrow. That's supply. That's supply. John 21, verse 6. And, and this, of course, is when Jesus rose from the dead and he's there on the seashore. And he says to them, cast the net on the right side of the ship and you will find. They cast, therefore, and now they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fish. Now, now notice something. Verse 3, they went forth, entered a ship immediately, and that night they caught nothing. They go from they caught nothing to they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fish. These were fishermen. These, these weren't weekend guys that fish for a little crappie. They were fishermen. This is this, right? This is what they did before their three and a half years with Jesus. And now they're out there and they're catching nothing. And Jesus comes and he says, guys, change your mind and cast it on the right side of the boat and you'll find. Now everything in them probably wanted to say what Peter said. We've worked all night and caught nothing. When God starts talking to you about supply, don't start talking to God about why it won't work. If God says, I want you to sow this, don't tell God how much you need what He's trying to ask you to sow. Because He's a good Father and He understands if you don't sow, supply will never start. You can't argue with the Master. Glory to God. Amen. Whew. It says, the Phillips translation says, throw the net on the right side of the boat and you'll have a catch. So they threw out the net and found that they were now not strong enough to pull it in because it was so full of fish. And what did they, they, they went from, they caught nothing. Your past experience cannot be what you base your future success on. I don't care if you've been unsuccessful at everything you put your hand to. That changes now. Because you're going to be supply-minded. Amen. The net was full of fish. And we know this was supernatural, and, and here's why. Because it says in verse 7, Therefore, uh, uh, verse 6, excuse me, they, they cast therefore and they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fish. And then if you notice, it says, uh, verse 11, Simon Peter went up, drew the net to land full of great fishes, 153, and for all that there were, even so many, yet was not the net broken. Be even though there was that many fish, the net didn't break. 
supernatural. Amen. Amen. That's becoming supply-minded. See, again, I'll repeat it. Supply, supply is as much about your thinking as it is about your resources. If you're in a situation where there's not enough, you don't have a money problem. You have a wisdom problem. You have a thinking problem. Amen. I've run into people before and they say, if I could just this, and I'm just, and I'm just this, and I'm just that. Listen, listen, this is so important. You can work three jobs, and if you don't change your mindset about money, you'll work three jobs and be more broke than you are trying to make it on one. Because money just magnifies the situation. If you're making small mistakes with your money right now, in what you're making, if you start making more money, you'll make bigger mistakes. If you have a person that's living beyond their means right now with what they have, and you give them double the money, they'll just doubly live beyond their means. So what has to say? I have to put the brakes on. Now, this is not financial class, but i got to put the brakes on and say, I'm going to start thinking about finances the way you think about them. Amen. There, there was a word from Brother Copeland about this very thing. He gave this some time ago. And he made the statement. He said, the largest and most significant transfer of property, goods, and wealth and people from the hands of the devil into the hands of God's people who are prepared to receive it. He said, I'm telling you, the biggest transfer of property in the history of mankind has just begun. And it's swinging into, it has moved over into its final stage, says the Lord. And those who will listen to me and follow me and trust me, those who have taught my word and given the authority to walk in these things, it is the most outstanding thing that human eyes have ever seen. And the time is now. Your time has come. Your hour has come. So rise and do those things by faith that you know to do. And all that belongs to heaven will come into your hands for your joy. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because becoming supply minded. I want my people fully supplied, completely filled, rich, rich, rich. You know, when we talk about a last day's move of God, and I believe we're in it, it's still going to take funds to do it. It's not just going to happen. Hallelujah. So i got to change my thinking about it. And, and, and I'll say this as I'm, I'm, I'm going to wrap this up. <laughs> Lord, help me say this right. I've talked a lot about a limited income. And people say, well, that's, that's just a bad confession. It's a bad confession because it limits what God can bring to you. You know the woman that we talk about, that, that, that the prophet said fill the, 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 the containers with oil? You know, she was a widow. She had no support. 
They were coming to take her sons and put them to work to work off her debt. Her husband died and left her in debt. That's what she said. She called the man of God to Elisha and she said, she said, your servant, my husband is dead and the creditors are coming to take my sons to put them into servitude to pay off this debt. And he said, well, you have in the house. And you know the story. She said, I don't have anything but a cruise of oil. He said, go borrow vessels, don't borrow a few. What, what, what does that tell you? Her thinking was limited. Because God told her not to go borrow a few. I'm telling you, under the unction of the Holy Spirit, don't plan for just a little bit more. More than enough. Is coming. So she, uh, if anybody could say she was on a fixed income, it was her. But at the end of the day, she said, There's not a vessel more. He said, Okay, then take that oil and sell it and pay your debt. And you and your sons live off the rest. What? I don't know how much money that was. But he said, pay your debt, come out of debt, owe no man anything, right? And then live off what's left. I don't know how old her sons were. But he said, you and your sons live off of it. Now, religion will tell you, well, you know, but in those days, they could live on a paltry sum. Come on, man. Change your thinking. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There, there are people that also say that Isaac's hundredfold return was a metaphor. Isaac had a field full of metaphor. The Bible says he sowed in the land in the time of famine and reaped a hundredfold. See, that's supply thinking. When you're sowing, you're not sowing just to meet your need. You are sowing for the ultimate return. And you're speaking over that seed. I am given and it will be given unto me in the name of Jesus. I am sowing and I will reap in Jesus' name. And I will reap according to the word of God. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. God will cause men to give into my bosom. I will have all sufficiency in all things and I will abound to every good work. You got you to get fed up with debt and fed up with poverty just like you got fed up with sin and addiction and everything else in your life. You got to put it away from you with all haste. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory. When he sent Elijah to Zarephath, there's nobody on more of a fixed income than her. She was about to cook that last cake and die. But isn't it interesting? Did God know that? And yeah, he told the man of God to ask her for something. That's important. Because it might be all you have. But if God says, I want that, I need that, he doesn't need it because he needs your money. He needs it because he needs you to do something that's going to open up a channel for him to, to, to change things. Amen. Amen. And, and you remember the story. 
he went and, 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 and he said, uh, 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 you know, uh, bring me some water. And she went to get the water. And he said, and, and I'll bring me a little cake. And she said, I don't have a little cake. A little cake. And she said, I don't have one. I don't have a little cake. I only got enough to make one for me and my son. One for the two of us. And we're going to eat it and die. Remember what he said? You go do like you said. But make me a little cake first. And here's the word of the Lord. The cruise of oil will not fail and the barrel mill won't go empty until the Lord sends rain upon the land again. Is that right? And the Bible says that that happened and she and her son and her household did eat many days. Hallelujah. She got supply minded. Amen. Oh, glory. Do you see that? So you, you, it's not just get it out of your vocabulary, get it out of your thinking. You plan according to your limitations. You make plans according to your limitations. And that's not just financially. You will make plans dependent upon how you see yourself. There are people on the sound of my voice tonight. Your mindset is every time you try to do something big, you fail. God will never be able to get over that until you start thinking like Him. Well, what, what, what did He say? He told Jeremiah, I want you to go speak to these people. And Jeremiah said, I can't, Lord, I'm just a child. I can't talk to them. And he said, don't say I'm a child. Don't say that. He said, because I've ordained you a prophet to this nation. And I've ordained you a prophet to build up and tear down and to restore and repair. Don't say I'm a child. Don't say you can't. Nobody will listen to me. Everything I do, I, I fail at it. That's not supply-minded. Amen. The vital truths of redemption will never be a reality in people's lives if we don't teach them. The vital side. Of redemption and your financial victory is part of the vital side of redemption amen hallelujah hallelujah amen well what do I do you got to change your mind we have free resources seed time and harvest prosperity a proper perspective the seed system it's all available it's all free it can change my thinking Glory to God. I'm just telling you, when they call poor boy, I don't answer. Amen. Hallelujah. Do you believe that? Supply-minded. Okay, Lord, I'll say that. And people will say, well, how, how am I going to do this and how am I going to do that? According to His riches in glory. Oh, the price of everything's going up. Yeah, praise God. So that means the supply is going to go up. See, when you start thinking about things in these terms, oh, you see the gas prices? Yeah, I did. And I filled it up. 
Oh my goodness, I went to the grocery store the other day and you see the price of this has went up and the price of that has went up. Well, yeah. People always try to make money in times of hardship. But what did you do? You just pulled out the money and paid for it. Supply-minded. Amen. If milk goes up to $12 a gallon, what are you going to do? Buy it. If you like milk. Well, what if gas keeps going up? You're going to fill it up. That's what you're going to do. You're going to pull up and fill it up. I'm helping you. Amen. Supply-minded. And, and the last thing I'm going to say is this. And when you start getting supply-minded, you'll, you'll get frustrated being around people that have a poverty mindset. Now, I, I, I really, I don't want you just to give me your token agreement. I want you to think about what I'm saying and go change your world. Pastor Larry said something tonight. My kids used to watch this show called Pinky and the Brain. I don't know if anybody, if you don't have kids my age, you probably never saw it. I, it was weird. But Pinky would come in every day and he said, what are we doing today, Brain? He said, same thing we're doing every day, Pinky. Taking over the world. I adopted that. My staff will come to me and say, what, what's on the agenda today, Pastor? Changing the world. Same thing that's on the agenda every day. The, 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 the living word of God has changed your life tonight. Amen. And we're, we're going from a need mindset to a supply mindset. Amen. Let's stand up tonight, shall we? Praise the Lord.